This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. And I'm Christina. And we got shit to talk about. We do. We got sent this thing, I think, through Facebook. Yeah, right? one of our Facebook, on our Facebook group, someone shared the Tic Tac that is, I'm pretty sure everybody's been talking about. Did you say Tic Tac? No, Tic Tac. Oh, <laughs> it sounded like Tic Tac. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love a Tic Tac. Mm. Um, that went viral because this girl goes into the hospital She'd only been going out with this guy for eight weeks and he comes home from a work trip that she was supposed to pick him up for. And he, she's like, oops, sorry, I'm actually in the hospital having a baby. Um, so, I mean, it's not like he didn't know she was pregnant. No. I have questions. No, he, yeah. Yeah. He knew because she was like six months when they started dating. Yeah. This is a lot. And she <laughs> a lot very fast. She put that on her profile that she was six months pregnant and um, the dude who usually like isn't into that kind of thing. They're both younger. They're both like in their early twenties. He said that there was something about um, her picture that he just found endearing. So despite that he swiped, they'd only been on three dates. Now, listen, I am not that far removed from a lot of different first dates. And there were a lot of things that I was self-conscious about Mm. doing maybe on those dates. Maybe I would look foolish or Mm -hmm. um, have those shame receipts. Early dating's like that. It puts a magnifying glass on everything you think about yourself. I think it's very brave to be dating like six and a half months pregnant. Girl, like who's got the fucking wow. time? Energy. I am tired. I'm tired right now and I'm not growing any not, humans. That's right. And I have grown humans and you are fucking tired. But I know a little bit about what goes on in the delivery room. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's everything. Oh, it's. It's everything. And you're like, husband. you've known somebody <laughs> for like maybe six hours and they are seeing everything. All of me. Yeah. yeah. They they said, or she said that they'd been dating for eight weeks. So two months. Yeah. So she was eight months pregnant and the baby came early and so had to be in the NICU for a week or yeah. something like that before she was able to go home. But yeah, I mean, like two months is not a lot of time. Three dates over the course of two, two months, months is not a lot no, like no. It, to get to know someone well enough for that situation. Like very intense. I mean, luckily it ended really well. They're still together. Yeah. He's been very, very supportive. They seem very cute. It is actually really adorable but i'm like but also I also i'm, I'm like, like blink if everyone's okay right? in situation. <laughs> what is going on i'm probably the most romantically <sighs> cynical person at this table and i side eye so hard like i'm like i i don't i you don't know each other well enough you just don't like yeah <laughs> i'm probably like wish i was the most cynical but i'm definitely the least and i'm still over here like i don't no, I, I mean, it seems like if it works, it works. No, like, right. good for y'all. Like, happy for you. I'm just saying. <sighs> I'm just tired. I just can't. And then I'm sorry, like, the month after you have a baby, it's just a lot. Your body's going through a lot of things. And 
But you know what? Just, Thank God for him because in her TikTok, it really does sound like she doesn't have a lot of support. Yeah. Like she said that her mother was on holiday and flew back in during her labor. But then like as soon as the baby <laughs> was like, born was like Mal. double deuces. <laughs> Like left right after the babies were left her in the hospital by herself. Resort fees non-refundable. Uh-huh. She's like, I've been planning this trip for a while. It is not my fault Sorry. that Ollie decided to make an appearance a month early. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Mom. Yeah. yeah, mom's like I got plans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, I'm busy. Uh, well, her daughter's 19, so she's like, I just got you out of the house. I'm just trying to <laughs> live my life, like you know. Like, she really is. She's like, really, honey. <laughs> oh. No. Oh my goodness. Oh, what else is going on out in the wild, wild world? I have not been out in the wild, no. wild world basically at all. Like I said, I went to the mall today. For, that's the first place like I've been in so long. Like I actually I live in sweatpants and and leggings now Amen. to the point where like jeans are uncomfortable. Like I'm that yes. person. I was in my jeans all day after going to the mall and like top button unbuttoned life is yes. like you button it up when you have to go outside but yep. the minute you're in the door it's like top button unbuttoned yeah. situation so yeah i have no idea what's going on out there except for that potentially low-rise jeans are coming back which no uh immediately no immediately no i <laughs> accidentally tried on a pair and uh please yeah. gen z if any of you are listening just please i'm begging you mm. do your part in making sure that this doesn't happen. We are all traumatized. We work too hard for this. It just, you don't need that. You don't need that emotional damage. You don't need it. I'm telling you from experience, we all have low rise PTSD. Yeah. Speaking of emotional damage, <laughs> I did start watching <gasps> oh, Love is Blind. Oh, no. Season I'm, two. I can't wait, dude. I'm excited. I have so many opinions, <laughs> opinions that I feel like cannot be relegated to the end of this podcast. Okay. We have, if you join our Patreon, you can hear our many thoughts <laughs> that we had about <laughs> Love is Blind season one. That thing one. was like an hour and a half, like of disorganized chaos. Oh, absolutely. So chaos. much <laughs> happened in the first season that mm. was off the wall bananas. Yeah. Oof. And most of it began with a J and ended with an Essica, but <laughs> like absolutely exactly <laughs> the most bonkers personality I've ever seen on television until season two. Stop it. Now there's not a specific Jessica so far. Okay. I've only seen the first episode, but there are pieces of Jessica and there is a male on here named Shane that mm. is just I mean, the gaslighting. No. Oh. He has this like giggle that Ugh. is terrifying. Ooh, I hate it already. Yeah. <laughs> Do you it's see? A giggle I, and I a, couldn't I, be on this mm-hmm. show either because I would be like, I, I don't want to date any of you. Like, I'd be the worst candidate well, for this Let show. me tell you, they did make this huge play at the very beginning of showing that they had different body types oh, oh for the girls. Oh, congratulations. For, just for the girls? Mm-hmm. Just for the girls? Yes. <laughs> and wow. they had people that were higher up in age. And the only thing these people served in the first episode was the butt of jokes. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. even no. worse. That's even worse than not representing them at all. Yeah. Like, oh, they were literally no. only on screen when something to like, be like a punchline was said to be like a punchline about like uh, I like to go to music festivals if uh, 
if we went, would I have trouble picking you up <gasps> and putting you on my shoulders? No. But somebody asked a no. girl. Do you, think, no. do you think that the producers yes. like pushed oh, them to ask that question? Yes. Who asks that no question? No one has ever asked that question ever. Right? That is absurd. What a weird thing to ask. That is that is definitely a producer What push. about, do you work out? Because I think I'm only compatible with people that really like working out. Wow. So much coded language language yeah. around like trying to figure out if like they had matched with somebody of a certain body type yeah. i was like say that like working out and thinness if that's what they're getting at they're not they're not mutually exclusive right <laughs> like you know your your body type is your body type lots of people i know work out way more and way harder than me and have a higher pan size like yeah. that it what are you what are you saying like yeah. you can't equate size to health at all no, <laughs> like, so stupid in a sense i feel like season one was a little innocent i mean yes they did cast like all the like very pretty people and was like drama or something but this time around feels like bachelor fied if that makes sense yeah you know i'm not surprised by that because it's kind of like that sophomore curse right like i think that the first season of love is blind was kind of this accidental hit right like it yeah. happened right at the right time it was just like this <laughs> surprise hit and now they're like oh we need to capitalize off of the fact that that was so successful yeah mm-hmm. and so they're trying to recreate this magic that happened naturally and uh there was somebody that did get engaged the first episode and it was not, you know, as cute as the last time. This time I was like, Ugh. no. Yeah. It just feels fake. I, I will report back later. I'm yeah. sure I know some of our listeners are watching. Oh, Please going message to us for sure. and give us your thoughts. Don't give us spoilers, but maybe tell us what we should look out for. So. <sighs> I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm definitely going to be watching it for sure. I kind of love, <laughs> love trash, love, hate, hate, love this revival of like real trash mm. reality because nothing will ever top the trashy reality of the early 2000s. Uh, oh, like are v- you talking like VH1 reality? Like Flavor oh, of Love. Oh my no, God. I'm Rock going back love. further. Honey, Jerry yeah. Springer, yeah. Oh, Montel oh, Williams, oh, oh, Sally, oh, Jesse, oh. Raphael. I mean, come in, Phil Donahue. That was like come the original reality TV. But mm. you're right. When VH1 started doing reality stuff, it's do you just... remember Next? Yes. Do, Next. That okay. So, so for awful. our listeners Wait, who don't remember, sorry. Even before that, the dating show was before Next. They had the what was the dating show? Are you um, talking about single, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Ugh. Next, like, like, okay, awful. the early 2000s was. particularly brutal like brutal there was also another one and i can't remember what the name of it was so if anyone out there knows please let me know but there was another one that was like you they would like come basically like kidnap you throw you into a van and then they would have like the like hero protagonist whatever and it was all very heteronormative so they would have like a girl and then they would send her into like the bedrooms of like three different guys Ugh. and she had to decide who she wanted to date based on yeah. like going through all of I their shit I remember all that I remember and they this. had to like sit in the van and watch her like pull out all <laughs> yeah. of their underwear and like wave it in front of the camera <laughs> for so... on national television and next next was horrifying like that that show was so it was actually watching what people do in the private 
privacy of their home now. That is what Tinder is in your head, in your living room. But Mm -hmm. it was like live watching people be judgy as fuck, dude. Yeah, and like to their face, just rip them apart. Like on like the most superficial terms. Like just... Oh. Brutal. Oh. I think, well, I got to be honest with you. I think we have our fuck Mary Kill right here. Uh, trash reality TV. Trash reality. Do we want to do like favorite trash reality? Favorite like characters or villains or well, oh, if, if we're trash reality, do trash villain? reality villains, I have mm. to do. I don't know if you guys ever watched Flavor of Love, but oh. New York. Yes. <laughs> Tiffany Pollard. Yes. Tiffany Pollard. Wow. The spit seen cross the world when mm. she spits at Ew. pumpkins or like I pumpkin spits fuck, at no. her face no and she goes after her like a fucking animal oh my god it was, oh i mean look horrifying okay. but also primo television yeah <laughs> like, there's a reason why they brought that woman back yes over and over and over <laughs> oh my gosh oh, okay i might be going back too far and if it doesn't work i'll pick something else okay puck Oh, I remember real Puck. I re- remember yes. him vaguely. Awful. Yes. He was awful. Did he have a mohawk? Am I thinking of the wrong person? Um, I don't know if he had a mohawk. Now I have to like go back. Well, you can explain like kind of. Yeah. What was he like? What was his vibe? I want to know. Because I don't remember. Was he just like a fuck boy? Yes. Okay. Basically. Okay. Like just. Oh, my God. Oh, lo- I mean, look at him. Oh, oh, the frosted yeah. tips on the, that just guy. The, Wow. The Girl, you know it's you. Yeah. Yeah. That mischievous is- little devil right there, Puck. <laughs> he wow. was kind of just no, like known for being like an asshole. Like he really like, I feel like because he was in um, like kind of piss relationship with one of the his uh, housemates who had HIV. Oh. And like, it was really just. Okay. Real yeah. shitty. He was yeah. a shit. Don't like that. He was awful. Don't but like that. he was definitely. I mean, or I could go with like something like uh, you know Richard Hatch from. <laughs> you know who's a great reality show villain um, that I feel like people have only recently begun to realize is a villain is Tyra fucking Banks. <laughs> she okay. what that woman Wait. put okay those girls through on that okay. show. Wait, yeah, that's <laughs> and her talk show is a fucking fever Train dream. Wreck. Wait, it honestly, I'm like, wait, is this happening on Earth? Yeah. Yeah. Third rock from the sun kind of thing. Yeah. Because it feels like stepping and into we thought it was a fine. paradox. We like, thought it was fine. That that speaks to like where we were mentally <laughs> at the time where you were watching. Like I watched every season of America's Next Top Model. Watched oh, yeah. those girls get ripped apart and still was like, I think I want to be on that show. Oh, I girl, know. We what? all wanted to. <laughs> yes. I, I went to, I think Northland Mall had auditions at one point. And <laughs> I was like, like, I'm going. Stood in line. I was like, I'm going to be a model. Yeah, she's. <laughs> and like, and people loved her. Like she got her own TV show. And like, I really feel like in the last five years or so, people have been like, record scratch wait 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 yeah Yeah. you fucking wrecked people's lives yeah yeah for real for real trauma a lot of toxic oh my god i got a better one 2000s were just awful omarosa omarosa (laughs) that is a fantastic one yeah i'm not doing puck he's so he's too awful and i don't remember enough about yeah i think we'd all probably kill him anyway like yeah you can't be that level of oh Terrible. Yeah. Ooh, we. I need I need to think of one. Yeah. All I keep thinking of the reality shows that I watch the most often are like cooking shows. Mm. So like the Oh the yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Go Gordon, Gordon Ramsay yeah. is definitely like 
the villain. The villain. When I was like 22, I Please made a post. put him in. We need somebody that we can at least marry. <laughs> I, uh, I made a post on my Instagram. It was probably like heavily filtered and had those like borders on it because that's what mm-hmm. Instagram looked like when yes. I was 22. And it was a it was a man crush Monday for Gordon Ramsay. And I was like, why am I attracted to this man? Like he's one. He, he, was, he like, was one of those people where like I was a like a bulldog. Yeah, he's not attractive but and he's mean yeah <laughs> but i Dude, was like I love when he calls people donkeys it's so funny to me why is it <laughs> he puts the two pieces idiot sandwich. sandwich i can't <laughs> the best meme ever the best gif ever I'm dude i saw sandwich. a tiktok today that showed this one clip so of the show where he's like Gordon Ramsay's looking at another cook who's like just folding napkins and stuff and all of a sudden the guy turns around to the kitchen and is like you cook like old people fuck it's <laughs> <laughs> like, the only time Gordon like actually like belly laughs he like laughs he's like he fell in love with that that contestant That's right hilarious. away oh, I mean it's it's God. really really funny like old people fuck <laughs> and he's really mean like truly yeah He's mean in an unnecessary way where I'm just like, you don't have to be this mean. Like you're mean like this because it's good ratings for you to be this mean. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. But it's it is funny. Like it is really funny. And on MasterChef Junior, he is so nice so to sweet. those kids. Like he's actually and really you can, sweet. You can tell too from the little interactions that you see with like his wife or like on his TikTok with his kids and stuff. He's actually probably a teddy bear. Yeah, it's a persona sweet. he's putting on. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so we have Omarosa, <laughs> Tiffany New York Pollard, and uh, Gordon Ramsay. And Omarosa, I think she was originally on The Apprentice, but then she did like a shit ton of... Then she did White House, honey. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Woo! I mean, I know what yeah, I know what I'm going to do. do. Me too, me too. I'm I bet watch this all be the it's same. Probably the same. Yeah. I, I gotta kill Omarosa. Yeah. Like I yeah. hate her. Awful. Like there's the worst. There are no redeeming qualities. Not one. The only thing you can say about her is she is smart, but she's smart in the most like calculating, Ugh, awful conniving, way. just makes my serving. Yeah, makes yeah. my skin crawl kind of way. Tiffany uh Pollard, New York. Um, I remember whenever I was like, when that show was on, when I was like 14 or 15 on uh, the first season of Flavor of Love, because she did have a long storied reality career after that. Big time. I hated her. I mean, you were supposed to. She was the villain. She was horrible. Horrible. Yeah. And Um, then she had her own show. Then she, I Love New York, I think. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, however, I also think she is also kind of like a, uh, I think she's smart. A genius. I yeah. think yeah. she's a genius. Mm-hmm. I think she yep. she played us. Mm-hmm. She played us. She's and I'm to. I'm gonna marry. Oh, I'm gonna marry oh, her. Oh, oh. I'm gonna marry her. It, we might end up in jail. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a possibility. That's some spicy energy. It is spicy. I love it. I've always. It's like when we hang out with Amy, I immediately mm. get like electric. I mean, like, she will get into somebody? a fist fight mm-hmm. for you. I'm like. <gasps> And I'm like, I personally don't want to be involved, but I want to be adjacent mm-hmm. yeah. to mm-hmm. the drama. Oh, then she's the perfect from, one for you. From a perch somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, I do think she'll, she will throw punches. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. she's going to pull hair. Yeah. She's yeah. going to pull earrings out. Yeah. yeah. For you. Like, if, if, if somebody says something to you. And if she, she starts a going, who's next then? Mom's <laughs> next then. You know. Oh, and her mom. 
No, Are you that what you're talking about? No, I was talking about me. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. No. no. Well, Tiffany's mom is also hilarious. Oh, no, 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 no. And it's terrible. About Amy, our friend Amy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm going to fuck Tiffany. Yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be one of those situations where I'm like, <laughs> you know, you so crazy. Like, we're going to be friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, g- like we're going to hang out. She's going to be one of those girlfriends that we're going to go to the club. We're going to have a good time. Yes, she's probably going to get kicked out by the bouncer. Yep. It's fine. Um, we're going to laugh all the way home and then have a real good night. It's definitely a drunken mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. night yes. definitely. <laughs> together. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm also. Yeah. I'm right with you. She's just a, just just a little a too much. Yeah. yeah. For the day to day. For the day in, day yeah. out. Like the, she's a weekend. Yes. Gal pal good time. Mm. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm going to marry Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Like, because I don't think he's never going to yell at me like that. And no. if he did, oh, oh, I wish. <laughs> I actually am going to fuck him, but it's only because the older I get now, the more I realize that I need attention. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think that motherfucker has at least 32 shows on yeah. television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He must never be home. Oh, yeah. He's not cooking for his family. No. no. Oh, so no, I no. don't get to enjoy that delicious Mm-mm. food. He's never home. And so, yeah, I just, I know I'm like, he can fly in and we can have our hookup, what have you. But I know okay. day in and day out, I need a little bit more He's attention. actually probably more liable to cook for you when you're just like, fuck buddies. Yeah. Right. If you're oh, married yeah. Then, to be He'd honest. Show yeah. off. Keep yeah. trying. Yeah. I actually, for the same reason, like a Gordon Ramsay, because I... I you want your appreciate space. my space. Mm-hmm. I appreciate. I like traveling too, so I don't mind like just hitching a ride, and I don't have to hang out with you while you do your thing. I can go do my own thing. I'm a very independent. I don't. I don't like a lot of over touchy. Yeah, stop touching yeah, me. Yeah, get off me. I'm kind of the same oh, way. Like I'm me. like legit. Like uh, I get the bed to myself like yeah. nine oh. times out of ten. That's mm. fine. Mm. You know, Can't like wait. yeah, I feel like that's me okay. and the dog. Yeah, yeah. Because you know we have a dog. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a dog person for, for sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel it. I like yeah. it. I'm on board. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, well, we have a couple of patrons to shout out. Hell, yeah. I want to give a big shout out to Mandy Fritz. So, Mandy, I know from Springfield. <gasps> oh, She's cool. amazing. She actually has a company called 417 Cocktails. Oh, and fun. Yeah. And they do ship. So you should check out like Google 417 Cocktails. And she makes these like cocktail kits Ooh. where it's just like you can infuse I love that. your liquor with like stuff that she puts in there. There's like um, she makes all of these like really fancy syrups that you can like mix in like we just had one that uh we'd had for a while and we just decided to make it and it was this like peach pie cocktail yeah and we did it with bourbon it was super good but anyway mandy love you thank you so much for joining our patreon family we are so lucky to have you and then we also want to shout out Brittany Munn. So Brittany Munn has been a patron for a while and somehow in just like all of all of the craziness of these trying times TM, we mm-hmm. never gave you your shout out and I'm so sorry for the mm. delay, but we want to give you a big worsty welcome now. Thank you so yeah. much for your patience. Thank you so much for listening and we love you. Yeah, no medium sized shout outs here. Only big ones. Only big Only ones. Only extra large. Yes. Well, you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? That sounds yes. good. And we're back. All right, Christina, kick us off. Okay. So I got mine from Reddit. 
<clears throat> she says, went on a first date with a guy a few years ago, was a higher up in the Navy and seemed to really have his shit together. After dating a few garbage dudes, it seemed like I had lucked out. About an hour into the date, he disclosed. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Sorry. no. Oh, no. He disclosed he doesn't use utensils to eat. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel like we've talked about. This I feel before. like we have talked about this before. Like how many people I know don't use utensils. <laughs> it was a it was a girl last. That's time. right. That's right. And That's she was right. like shoveling Honey, spaghetti. We in her found mouth. your fucking soulmate. Stop it. It's out there for why? you. Oh God, there why? really is but somebody for everyone. Why? <laughs> but why? Like what's why are you opposed? Like just is it germs? Bring your own silverware. What's the what's the issue? A thousand questions. <laughs> I just laughed it off and figured he had to use utensils for some foods. A few nights later, I head to his house for a second date. I, <laughs> okay. What? First of what? all, <laughs> I'm like, Wait. I, all right. He wanted to cook me steak and potatoes. Okay. What kind? Are they mashed? Mashed potatoes? Absolutely He's not. shoveling them into his mouth. <laughs> Just scooping them in. <laughs> like, oh, here comes the airplane. Totally forgot. All about his no utensil quirk. How do you forget that? I don't know. You that, don't. I, you I feel don't. like that lives is in my head forever. Exactly. <laughs> Until he's finishing up and setting the table. <laughs> this man sets two plates, each with about an eight ounce piece of steak, roasted Brussels sprouts. Why would anyone willingly eat Brussels sprouts on a second date? The breath. Wait, I love. Brussels I love Brussels sprouts, sprouts but, but it I does. It gives it, you. Yeah. Yeah. And roasted potatoes. He sits down. At least they're roasted, <laughs> so you can like pop them into your mouth. Yeah, exactly, you know, like, like candy. <laughs> oh, oh my, God. my God. He sits down and motions for me to sit next to him at the table. That's another red flag. I want to sit across from you. I want to yeah. look at you. I don't like sitting next to well, me. Well, especially no. at Not your house. Home. Like yeah. it's, it's very weird at home. Right. Yeah. He never offers me utensils. Okay. This- look, your weird thing is your weird thing. I'm going to need a fork. <laughs> does he, How does he cook? I, I mean, I, I guarantee, like, I guess he's not considering tongs and spatulas like utensils. Can I use that to eat with? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Just give a me tong. a serving spoon. <laughs> oh, my God. This man picks up his steak like a damn sandwich, uh-uh. one hand on each side, no. and starts what? to chow down. <laughs> it took me a few seconds to process what was expected of me, but I pop a few of the potatoes in my mouth. After a while, I politely ask <laughs> If I can please have a fork and knife because I'm not yet at his level of eating. Girl. Oh, oh honey. <laughs> She's so polite. Oh. This man lets me know he doesn't even own utensils. That's where it stems from. Don't from. invite that's, me over. That's where the stem from. He what are you like, doing? I just moved in. I don't have utensils. Therefore, I don't use them. I, look, you can buy some plastic utensils at the grocery store. I understand Single-use plastic, not good for the environment. I get it. However, like that shit costs you like five dollars max. You can go for to the all of thrift it. store yeah. and get awesome. There you utensils go. There for your you lady go. Friend. For twenty cents, exactly. Somebody might give it. They might just give them to you. But you know what? You need them. Actually, <laughs> please don't eat the stick like a fucking sandwich. I also find out that he separated from his wife only three months prior. She got she the utensils all the, divorce. the utensils. That's right. That's right. She knew he doesn't yes. even use them. That is so. That's why she's divorced. She's like, I cannot. Enough. I can't, enough. Motherfucker, no. But like, you can't. God damn. Look, you have to know that that's an unusual quirk. Inviting someone over to your house for a second date when that's your thing is a bold move. 
Yeah. That is a bold move. It's so... I I guess because I always think everything I do is weird and strange that it's hard for me sometimes to comprehend people who think that nothing they do is weird or strange. Yeah. When that, they, that level of confidence <laughs> is... When they don't use utensils. <laughs> actually kind of enviable. Like truly, like that level of confidence where you can just be like, yeah, like take it or leave it. This is who I am. You're like, oh, well. Well, I mean, okay. All I right. Guess. I, You're not hurting anybody, I no. guess. <laughs> So there I am eating a full dinner with my hands like a fucking caveman God. and then listening to how messy his divorce is going. Wow. Messy sounds like everything that's happening yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. name of the game. <laughs> my fault for bringing up the utensil stealing wife, I guess. The rest of the night was him drunkenly talking about his wife and sucking on his fingers. Between oh, <laughs> God. What was the reason? What was the reason you don't oh. use utensils? Because if it's a germ thing, I can guarantee you sucking whatever is underneath your fingernails, no matter oh. how often you wash your hands. Absolutely this. fucking not. No. Oh this Stop such it. A turn off. I kid you not. If he would ask a question about me, he would manage to turn it into something about his ex-wife. I was so utterly uncomfortable. Also, at some point in the night, while I was there, a female friend of his left a bottle of tequila on the front steps without Whoa. knocking. Whoa. Huh? <laughs> she, so weird. She probably saw me sitting on the couch with him since he left his large front window curtains open oh. and didn't feel like interrupting. Everything about this man sounds like everything I would hate. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I have to ask you, what would be the bigger turnoff? The no utensils or the talking about the ex all night? <sighs> Oof. Like they're both really They're both bad. neither of them are getting yeah. their date. Ooh, what is worse? I, I, okay, I the think X. it's the no utensils. I think honestly. Th that's a much more fun story to tell. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I've sat through lots of people bitching about them. And in fact, I've been that person bitching about I mean, about my yeah, like date. truly. I have. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I know. mean, I guess I could say that like if you had no utensils but really good conversation. Then maybe like with enough alcohol, like the night could be salvaged. But like if all you're we just eat is chicken wings, <laughs> pizza, that's all you're allowed to eat in public. <laughs> Do what you want behind closed doors. Just pizza. But and you're wings. all mozzarella sticks outside. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Appetizers only. <laughs> Tapas. <laughs> I was so utterly uncomfortable. Okay, so then he picks up the bottle off the front stoop and read me the note left on it. Uh said you didn't have to do that no nope. saw you had company we can drink this together later oh. with a heart on it Ew. Oh, was this God. man like classically handsome or something no. like what what's happening <laughs> i don't know why, why do you have so many women lined up mm. she says i practically ran to my car after i said this is sister fucking wild <laughs> Ew. Ew. that's even weird <laughs> disgusting <laughs> That was about six-ish years ago, and my friends still laugh at me when we talk about weird dates. Wow. Yeah, that was... The, <laughs> that one would stick with you. That's... For uh, sure. I, yeah. I'm just... I literally put my hands in the it's motion of steak. eating Like you're like eating a, a hamburger. Yeah. And I was like, you couldn't even, like, slice the steak or something? Because, I mean, even mm. that is still, like, don't... 
Ugh, I don't like oh. it. But still, just picking up a freaking New or, York strip and just uh, eating it like it's like, corn on the fucking cob. <laughs> make ribs or something. Like, why would you make steak? Like, why would you make something that's traditionally meant to be eaten with a fork and a knife? Like, just make something oh, that, like, God. you can use your... Ease her into it. Okay. Ease her into the lifestyle. Just imagine your life actual... <laughs> imagine your actual life with this human being. It'd be horrible. Like, you go to a nice resort. Imagine your wedding. Oh. <laughs> No, we're having in and out. That's what's <laughs> going on. We're having chicky tendies, <laughs> chicky tendies. Oh lord, this is this is your life. <laughs> You're, You're, that's why she left him. She's like, yes. I can't do this. She's like, I've, enough's enough. Yeah. Honestly, oh, you, I'm taking the utensils and I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no. Dumping them into a suitcase. <laughs> Bye. All mine. <laughs> He's like, fine, take them. I don't even want them. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so I got my story from Reddit. It says, this happened a few years ago, pre-pandemic, but I always use a condensed version of this when asked my worst date ever. We met on a dating app, recognized each other from high school, same grade, but didn't really actually know each other. No classes together ever, I don't think. He didn't play the game. Like no chatting on the top for a couple of days and then discussing doing something immediately. Like, what day are you free to do something? Okay. Just came in hot. He yeah. wanted to see a movie, which I thought was odd for a first date choice for a 30 year old. But he wanted to see 1917, even weirder. Whoa. Whoa. Um, that movie Whoa. is very aggressive. It's very intense. Like, I actually liked that movie. I, I really was, liked it. Yeah, really well done. But like for a first date? Mm. For our first date, we're gonna watch people's like legs get blown off. Is that what we want to do? Is that what you want to do? Vibe, <laughs> yeah. God. Even weirder first date suggestion. I said, uh, let's compromise and let's see the new Star Wars. He agrees. Okay. Day of, he asks if I should, uh, if he should pick me up or something, or if we should just meet there. Under any circumstances, I always meet first dates wherever. But mm-hmm. I was running behind, and I thought it might be a little late, so. Because it's a movie, there's not a lot of flexibility. So I asked him to just pick me up and I thought it'd be faster. Plus, we had a ton of mutual friends. So in my mind, at the time, it wasn't a big deal. I get that. It's not like he's a total stranger, right? Yeah. Yeah. We agree on what time he needs to be at my apartment in order for me to make it to the movie in time. Let's just say 6.30. At 6.30, he texts saying he's five minutes away. So go ahead and go outside and wait on my building's front porch. At 6.45... He texts and says, okay, really five minutes away now. What? I hate that. As a Midwesterner, you're you're on time if you're five minutes early. And (laughs) also, I hate standing outside. Like even when I'm calling like a Lyft Mm -hmm. or an Uber or whatever. I could have waited inside this whole time. Yeah. I could have waited inside this whole time. You can text me when you're pulling, like when you're on my street. And it takes me two minutes to lock my door and come downstairs. I'm already like, listen. I'll be right out. Stop. Seven o'clock, he texts and says he means it. Five minutes away. At 710. We're canceling the date. I'm literally turning around to walk back inside and am opening my phone to get ready to text him. Never mind. I'm putting on my PJs on. He calls and says, okay, now he's actually seriously five minutes away. 
Dude, the movie is over. (laughs) She's in her PJs. I tell you, when I tell you I have so much movie anxiety, like there's no way. No, you do. You got to be there seated with your popcorn before the trailer. All the trailers. Mm -hmm. I got to be, I want to be like one of the first people inside the theater. Yes. I have so much anxiety about like where I'm sitting. Like it's just, it's a thing. I can't help it. My husband knows this. It's a thing. But this I could not. I'm no, sweating. No, I mean, over. listen. I think after like the third time, yeah. second or third time yeah. of him doing that, I would be like, "We're you, you know, you what, know what? Actually, you don't need to swing by here. Like, I like, we're done and blocked. Yeah, like yeah, no good. Thanks. Seven fifteen, he arrives. Forty five minutes late. Clearly, the movie has long since started, so we decided to just go to a bar instead. You know, the problem isn't even that he was late. The problem is that he kept saying he was five minutes away and didn't and tell you. you knew you weren't. Yeah. You like, knew you, you weren't. Knew five you, weren't. Minutes. you knew like, you weren't five minutes away. I'm sorry. I can't believe she got out of her jammies oh. to go to the bar with him. I the Once the pajamas are on. They're not coming off. Oh, she didn't put the pajamas on. Oh, She oh, said okay. she was about to turn in. I was like, once pajamas are on. Oh, no, no, no. no like, it's, we're done. are done done yeah 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 we done this is not happening dunzo washington (laughs) so i had just gotten into the car barely even spoken to him yet and he asks do you know john smith fake name obviously but i had to stop and think about it because it sounded very familiar but i couldn't place it immediately then i say oh i think that's my brother's girlfriend's mom's new husband whoa and he just goes seven degrees okay yep and fastens his seatbelt and starts driving Sorry? Ominous. I don't like that. So I had to add, you knew that? Do you know John Smith? And he says, yeah, he's my brother's wife's dad. Wait. Too many. I can't too many, I can't too many Do I need to open up my ancestry? No, I <laughs> literally. Never, someone show me the tree. Never explains to me how he knew any of this long, weird connection. I make a joke about how late he was. I, first of all, I have no jokes. There, I'm not joking. Dude, what the I'm fuck, pissed. Bruh? Like, also... Also, here's the thing. And like, but that's a typical laugh it off. Not everyone is the same, but for me, I very carefully time my getting ready. Exactly I want right. my face and my hair to look as fresh as possible when you come to pick me up. So I have timed it to be ready, like right on exact. time. Now I'm having to like sit here with like my face done, my makeup done, probably wearing something like outside, a, a little bit less comfortable than my jammies or my sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you could have had that top button unbuttoned the whole time. Exactly, I'm yeah. pissed. Yeah, I had to stand outside in uncomfortable shoes mm-hmm. with my makeup melting off my face. <sighs> I'm furious. I hate this. I make a joke about how he was late, and he says that he miscalculated how long it was from the neighborhood our school is in, which is where we grew up. I was surprised he was still living there, and asked if he works close to there, um, closer to there than the city or something. He says, no, he still lives with his parents. Emphasis on still, because it turns out he'd never left ever lived there through college and everything 30 years old and has never lived without his parents. Ooh. I mean, are you, are you saving? Yeah. Let is there a see- plan in place? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a five-year plan? Where, where, are we, where are we going? Where are we going? What I we wrote doing? that off because whatever, not everyone is fortunate enough to have afford a house during college, let alone a- after college at sure. all. Sure. And a lot of people stay at their parents and even in order to save. But what I couldn't write off was once we got to the bar, he started badgering me about why I chose to live in the city. What am I spending on rent? Why would I I do with my money is my business. That's right. 
Why would I choose to spend that if I'm going to just throw my money away? Mm-mm. Why wouldn't I live closer to the suburbs where it's cheaper? That's that's just him fucking projecting his own yeah. shit onto her. That's yeah. all it is. That's him being making some excuse like he's so so like financially savvy by gaslighting her about her mm-hmm. own financial choices. And look, people have different priorities. And for some people, their independence is more of a priority That's right. than, you know. For like, me, for sure. Yeah, that was for, for me, me too. Yeah. I'd rather spend more money. Yes. Right? Like, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know. That's just my personal preference. It starts lecturing me about how stupid I am to rent. I, I said there's tons of reasons I live in where I do and demanded, and he demanded I list them. Everyone, everything... F- Fun is in the city and I'm in walking distance. What? You can't Uber? I can Uber away from this date. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I'm close to work. I had previously told him I was laid off the week before and he was currently job hunting. You mean you were close to work? What's your excuse now? So after that, I snapped back and said, how about we just consider my rent and I don't live with my parents fee? Oh, there you go. You know, yeah, like I wasn't going to say nothing, but But, you pushed me. Here we are. You got me there. There we are. Plus, my first job was not in my hometown. I didn't have the option and moving back in with my parents after getting a job here feels like going backwards. I told him I was ready to go pretty shortly after that. We get in his car and he starts talking as though he's coming back to mine. Oh, (laughs) no. I'm sorry. You're going home to mommy and daddy. We're done. No. He thought this went well enough that I'm inviting him into my apartment. I told him the one you've been berating me for having (laughs) this entire time. Thank you. Why? Because I don't want you to come up. Okay. Sorry. Or should we get back in the back seat then? Oh, whoa. (laughs) Bold move, Cotton. Like, I'm sorry. We're parked in a busy street. With lots of bars and restaurants. I mean, it's like straight. 8.30 in a Friday she night. has an apartment that you've been talking shit about all night. Yes. And you have le- asked her to go up into it. Yep. And she said no. So your next play yes. is to say maybe she'd be more comfortable in the back of my, like, what I'm guessing yeah, is Honda the Toyota Tercel. Yeah. Come on. And on a fucking busy bar street. That is the most nonsensical like leap in judgment Ugh. I've ever seen. Like also, oh, no, listen, you know what? You did not math. I'm not saying I'm above it. I'm not saying I'm above it oh, as yeah. a 31 year old woman. Like if you really like, but you have to really like someone to want to fuck them in the back of a car right. at a certain yeah. age. Like where you're like, <laughs> I'm not saying don't do it. Yeah. I'm right. just saying you got to have a certain level of like attraction yeah. to a person to be like we need to do it here in the back of this uncomfortable yeah. and i will bet you money that if you had an apartment nearby you'd mm-hmm. prefer to 100%. do it there versus like i'm sorry I think like you're just selling this apartment idea <laughs> <laughs> really really selling it i want to puke i demand he takes me home he won't he just continues to try to convince me to get in the back seat Ew. he pivots to the argument that i won't let him up to my apartment then what else are we supposed to do? It is literally not even occurring to him that I don't do not want to hook up with him. No matter how many times I ask he take me home, he just keeps trying to argue that I get back in the back seat. I finally hate him. I have the idea that if I make him feel like shit, he'll give up. So I start asking him, asking if hooking up in the back seat is what he always has to resort to oh, after ooh. dates since he lives with his parents. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. She's like, well, fine. I'm gonna come She's like, for I you. fucking tried. Yeah. I tried to be nice. I tried. I tried to be nice. Yeah. 
He doesn't exactly have another option. It's like he's still in high school. Laughable. I understand looking back now how risky this decision was, but it worked. I do think if we didn't know a lot of the same people, it probably wouldn't have, um, would have escalated instead. Um, that's a really good point. I, yeah. I, I see you're like, like clenching your fist because yeah, that because is something it's, that it's, could turn. It's dangerous. You're yes. in a closed space. Uh, she's absolutely right. Is that they were lucky. They have mutual friends in common, but we've done enough tainted love stories. Sometimes that like, doesn't even matter. Doesn't yeah. even matter. Yeah. yeah. So you wonder why like women skirt around like being direct about things. Right. But it's because like it can put you in a very dangerous situation if you are. Absolutely. Yeah. So he gets pissy and embarrassed and takes me home. He still texts me every day after he somehow still believes this went well and a second date is happening i had told him at some point on the date that over the next week i had several job interviews he's texting during work hours when i don't respond immediately he starts getting pissy all over again Block. honey sir Blazock. yeah i respond saying i've been in interviews and he acts like i'm quote too little too late like i'm being punished by him for not wanting to talk okay. anymore <laughs> the level of delusion is staggering yeah, it's it's in- wow phenomenal after like three days of this i just block him yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean honestly kudos to you for making it three days i would have three blocked minutes as soon as you got home yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm doing it as i unlocked my front door yeah block oh <laughs> the audacity okay this one's also not gonna make you super happy oh, okay great. <laughs> not my bad date but here we go When I was in my mid-20s, I was working as a server at a mid-scale restaurant in Chicago. We're talking a couple steps above Chili's, but a step or two below Morton's Steakhouse, if that gives you an idea. It does. That's (laughs) very good. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect spot. I know exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One night, a guy and a young woman came in, and they were clearly on a date. The woman was probably in her early 20s, and the man maybe late 30s, early 40s. Now, I'm not someone who will judge an age difference. Love is love. Age is just a number and all that. But right from the beginning, something felt off about these two. They were sat at a table in my section. And when I went over to introduce myself and take their drink order, starting with her, the man cut her off Mm -mm. and ordered a bottle of red wine. No. She looked slightly taken aback. And I thought this was rude. But, and forgive me for saying, but I feel anyone who's worked as a server will be able to relate it was a pretty expensive bottle of wine and part of me was already envisioning my tip. So (laughs) I brushed it off and went to get the wine. When I got back to the table, I uncorked the bottle and went to pour. The man put his hand over his glass and gestured to the woman asking me to pour her a glass. Again, odd, but I go ahead and pour it anyway, then go to take their order. Again, the man steps in before the woman can answer and orders her a Caesar salad. No chicken. At this point, I'm starting to get annoyed. I check with the woman and say, are you sure I can't get you anything else? She goes to answer, but the man cuts her off. She's sure. Then he takes her menu and his own and hands them back to me. He had ordered a steak and mashed potatoes for himself. The girl looks extremely uncomfortable. Now my hackles are raised. I keep an eye on the table and find busy work for myself nearby so Mm -hmm. I can listen in on the conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm rolling silverware. I'm wiping wiping the the same same salt and pepper (laughs) shaker. Just side eyeing. (laughs) Blink twice. He's peppering her with compliments intermixed with backhanded insults. Ugh. You look really pretty tonight. I mean, that dress is a little tight for your figure, don't (gasps) you think? But don't worry. I don't mind. Things like that. Oh, 
Uh, I just got like chills. Ugh, that's the nagging. Disgusting. I also noticed that he made sure her glass was always full, even waving me order, uh, even waving me over to order a second bottle before the entrees came out, though he barely drank anything at all. At this point, I'm getting pretty concerned. The girl looks uneasy and more than a little tipsy. I'm sure she was drinking partly out of nervousness and partly because she sensed that he was pressuring her. Yeah. I continue listening as I walk past and it becomes increasingly clear to me that this man is a predator. He keeps insulting her to the point where it looks like she may start crying. Then I notice he has his hand on her thigh under the table. He has uh, her leg. She has her legs held tightly together. Everything about her body language screams that she doesn't like him touching her. I let the bartender, Justin, a big burly guy, in on what I'm suspecting and ask that he keeps an eye on the situation as I tend to other tables. As I serve the entrees, the girl gets up to use the bathroom and I follow her in. Mm -hmm. She's wobbly and looks on the verge of tears. I ask if she's okay and she says she is. I suspect that she's trying to be polite or unintrusive, so I go out on a limb and say, hey, listen, forgive me if I've got it wrong, but I've seen a lot of first dates and that guy seems like a real asshole. If you want to sneak out the back, I'm more than happy yes. to show you the way and call Ugh. you a cab. This was before Lyft and Uber. Mm. Poor thing starts crying right there and says that she just wants to go home, but she's scared. And plus, she left her purse at the table. I tell her not to worry about that and to hold tight in the bathroom. On the way back to her table, I let Justin in on what's going on and ask if he can call a cab. When I get back to the table, I put on a smile and say, ran into your date in the bathroom. She left her purse and has something she needs. Subtext tampons. Yes, yep. ma'am. Exactly. You ever want to stop right. questions? They're like, yep, right there. Exactly. You bring up. She's bleeding from her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, say no more. <laughs> uh, and she's asked me to take them to her. I go back to the bathroom, hand the girl her purse, and then escort her out the back. The cab arrives quickly. Thank God. I get her in and on her way before going back in. I get back in and start doing my rounds like nothing happened. About 10 minutes go by. And then as I pass the table with the man, he grabs my wrist. No, you don't. Not on my fucking watch. You don't. No. No. The manager kicks you out. (laughs) When I turn to look at him, he is furious, like scary furious. You know that thing that people say happens to the eyes of serial killers <gasps> when the switch flips? Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. like that. No, oh, no. He starts yelling at me, going in on me about what happened to his date. Where is she? I must have had something to do with it since I came and got her purse. What did I say to her, etc.? He's calling me all sorts of names. Stupid bitch and whore okay. are the ones Nine that stick in my memory. Okay. One. And wow. Justin's about ready to mm-hmm. yeah, come over that bar. And he is he is doing so at a high volume. Justin is already on his way over when yeah. the man stands up and gets in my face so oh, okay. close that I can feel his breath. I was terrified. Suddenly, he's yanked back and I can see that Justin has grabbed him by the collar and is pushing him along. The other tables are speechless. If you've ever seen someone get kicked out of a bar or restaurant in the movies, heaved onto the sidewalk. Mm. Yeah, that's what happens here. Wow. Mm. He's <laughs> Justin, please about- tell me you guys got married because... <laughs> He's screaming about wanting to speak to the manager. He can't believe he's being treated like this and on and on. Justin just says that if he ever sees him again in the restaurant or not, he'll kick his ass. Yeah. When we get back inside, Justin asks if I'm okay. I told him I was shaken, but all right. At the end of the night after my shift, Justin poured me a shot of whiskey on the house. I waited for him to close up and then he walked me to my car. He did that every night for the next month just to make sure I was safe. 
We started dating not long after. <laughs> Though we did break up oh, a few years oh, later, we okay. still remain very good friends. It's one of those relationships you feel lucky to have had, even if it didn't last. <laughs> I still think about that girl to this day and hope she's doing okay Ooh. and that she never had to see that piece of shit again. No. Wow. <laughs> Man. <gasps> Sorry, Thank God a for little servers. bit of everything. Ooh, Thank God exactly. for servers. Honestly, and I've said it before on this podcast, if you are a hiring mm. manager and you don't speak to that person that was a stellar server, you're missing out on a hell of an employee. Oh, because mm-hmm. they work so hard yes. for no money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, and they're, they have to be able to do so many different tasks yeah. that it's just, it's silly to me when people discount food uh service yeah workers. or Absolutely. anybody in the customer service field yeah for sure exactly. for sure there's so much multitasking that exactly. goes on when you work at a restaurant like wow yeah yeah so well, I, I mean i know there's been conversations or whatever since like the pandemic about essential workers and everything like mm-hmm. that and just yeah treating people with respect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyways Whew. i have a tainted love for you oh, oh my God. man it's got an anti-aging serum what? it has shape-shifting aliens oh how did you find these stories how how God, where? where are you looking oh, i am going to tell you the story <laughs> of girly the disappearance of girly chu hassencroft oh my gosh okay all right i'm I ready cannot wait okay so, Girly Chu was born in the 60s in Malaysia. She's a tiny, petite girl with a huge smile. In the early 90s, she made a fateful visit to SeaWorld, where she met a diminutive but charming man named Diazian Hassenkoft. They dated very briefly. Hell of a name. It, it is. I mean, and rolls off the girly. It's also, oh, I mean, it's the, wow. There's a lot of, name-wise, there's a lot happening. A lot going on here. Yes, yes, names, capital letters, all lights. Um, So they dated very briefly before they said, I do, in 1993, and they settled down for a domestic life in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, okay. (laughs) Girlie got a job as a bank teller for Bank of America and was very popular with coworkers as she was dependable, like never late, ever, and super friendly. So kind of ideal. Yeah. yeah. Ideal employee. Now, here's the issue. <laughs> Diazian Hassenkoff <laughs> is actually born Sorry. Armand Chavez in Houston in 1965. Well, I, I like that name better. Hassenkoff is something he chose? Yes. Yes. Why? I mean, okay, look, for all the Dawson coughs, I'm not trying. To, I'm just saying that's that's that like a, real, a, a is that even a real name? Hassan coughed and it's a double F too. I've never seen I have never seen a name like this before. Why? It's a lot of of letters. Huh. Where did Okay. okay. Whatever. It's fine. So he was born Armand Chavez in Houston in 1965 and Diazian meets Gurley at SeaWorld and he's like, "I'm actually a thoracic surgeon with many many fancy degrees <laughs> okay uh i am also a geneticist with these degrees um that can cure leukemia okay and um i also can make it this special serum that can reverse the aging process okay 
So he's like, I'm he, actually 95. She's made, like, why am I going to work? I feel like you should be making bank honey, on this. Thank you. Like, well, I, I have an office job. Tons of money. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Mainly treating women, breast cancer, oh, all no. kinds of stuff saying, he has oh. this serum that would not only cure their breast cancer, oh. but also reverse the aging process. Oh. It's so Predatory. sad. This oh. guy is oh. a predator. For those of you guys that just watched Tinder Swindler, this guy is worse. So I also forgot to say trigger warning for upcoming domestic violence, cannibalism. Wait, is we- <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And... um. I got a lot of this information from Murderpedia, SeptemberSacrifice.com, um, Reddit, and uh, I listened to an episode of Crime Junkie. Oh, They okay. did this case. Okay. Wow. So, yes. All right. So, he's able to earn so much money bilking women, but Gurley just thinks he's a, a successful doctor. He just goes away on business trips. All the time. Businessmen doing business. Businessmen out doing business and the bills are getting paid. So what have you. But the marriage between Diazian and Gurley sours fast. Gurley learned that she is having trouble becoming pregnant. It could have been due to her very diminutive stature. She's only five foot, like 85, 90 pounds. She was tiny, really, really small. So they were just having trouble with it. And Diazium was verbally, emotionally, and physically abusive to the fact that Albuquerque police, he was on their radar. Gurley was just really relieved when he went away. In fact, once in 1996, he randomly came back with a baby boy. What? I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. We're just rolling along here. And then what? Yeah. So he comes he comes back with a baby from one of his business how, trips. How do you feel? Like oh what's going through your mind when you're like like a baby, like a newborn baby. All right. <sighs> Conti- proceed. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? So he's like, yeah, we're going to adopt this baby. Are we? Diazian? <laughs> he's like I have this baby. Uh, his name's Dimitri. <laughs> and so <laughs> What? Named him on the bus right over. Exactly. This <laughs> Dimitri. is Dimitri. He lives here now. And Grace is like, okay, we never talked about adoption, but and is that how adoption <laughs> happens? What would any of you do? Know. I've if, been adopted. And so I feel like this is uh, maybe my wheelhouse. But yeah. I just. Uh, Chris just comes home with nope. a newborn. No. Like, you got no, questions. No, he does not. Right? No. Like, <laughs> no. You got some questions. Whose baby is that? Whose baby, baby is who's that? Baby, who's, <laughs> whose baby is that? How'd you get that baby? How'd you get that that baby? So she's like, okay, well, I guess you adopted this this baby. And so. She's like raising it, invested in it. She learns three years later that the boy was actually Diazian's, spoiler alert, that he had fathered on one of his business trips with a a woman in Canada who was so frightened of him that she signed over (gasps) her rights, her parental rights to the boy just so she would never have to deal with Diazian again. poor baby. But then you just hand over your baby to that monster. monster. Right. No. By 1999, things had reached a breaking point. And so like they had been married for less than seven years. Girlie was like, I'm done. I figured out you're a con artist. You're not a real doctor. Those are not real degrees. 
you don't have an anti-aging the, the serum. The ink smudged on them. Like yes. That's from your inkjet printer, isn't it? There was literal misspelling Oy. on the on his like whatever the Doctor. fancy words d-o-c-t-e-r <laughs> pretty much like it was full of misspellings like so oh. obviously fake it's so so sad that he was able to con so many women because by this point by 1999 he is married to girly chew but he's also engaged to three other whoa women. <laughs> Okay. How? Yeah. All right. I, How? I, I, again. This guy sounds awful. How? Oh, and wait until I send you. Oh, God. Everything. Oh, it's, God. It's, it's, we haven't even gotten to the bonkers part yet. So, oh. great. Yeah. So, three different women. <laughs> and so she, girlie's like, we're done. We're done. I'm getting a divorce. Like, we're done. And I'm taking Dimitri yeah, with she's me. She's got to be so attached to that kid, too. She like, is. that's got to be awful she is fighting for like her right to like half the marital property and and she wants to have some custody of dimitri and diazian is not of course not in fact like threatens her so much that girly goes to her co-workers she goes to the police she contacts the fbi and gets a hold of and talks to people so her co-workers and friends the police and the FBI all know that this person with a history of domestic violence has made not just death threats, but death promises to her. That's how she put them. It's not a threat. It's a promise. Yeah. And they did nothing. Okay. Are, they, are, are they still in Albuquerque? <laughs> yes. Hmm. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. Yes. Anyway, okay. um, I mean, I'm not calling out the Albuquerque police at all, but... Aren't I calling? I am. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's like, I but mean, am I? Legitimately, everybody knew like she was terrified for her life. And that's the part of the story that like really that's frustrating me. Yeah. It's frustrating. It ha- it's like that thing with you with like no one's believing me. Like my oh, life God. is in danger. And I've told so many people and no one fucking believes me. It is my nightmare. <sighs> so he's a Diazian engaged to three different women. One of the lucky ladies he was engaged to was Linda Henning. Linda was a successful fashion designer in the 80s and early 90s. I think her brand name was like Running Horse or something, but she made she was making like 800 grand a year off of it. So that was like that's successful. Wow. I mean, yeah. She's very down to earth and she's engaged to be married to somebody else. So She's really into UFOs and like the X-Files and stuff. So she's part of this UFO fan club that gets really excited (laughs) because there's a seminar happening at the local college hosted by none other than David Icke, who... Oh my God. Is this David Icke? Is this David Icke? Yes. David Icke actually had this whole seminar... Uh, in the summer of 1999, where she got to learn that the world is controlled and manipulated by an unseen global network of interdimensional mm. pedophiliac shape-shifting reptilians. Oh, oh my mm. God. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, David Icke, the 
inventor of the reptilians conspiracy theory. Oh, wow. oh my and God. she pedophilia. This is the reptile. The <laughs> beginning of This is QAnon origin Q- story. Exactly. Roots. Oh. Yeah. Roots yeah, are yeah. growing yeah. here for oh. sure. Oh wow. And she's she's like she's in. yes. She's like yes. This makes so much sense. This is actual I've been facts. Feeling it for a while now. But knowing this. Diazian is like, you know what? You have like this special energy about you. I guess I can tell you that I'm actually a 2,000 year old immortal alien. Whoa. <laughs> Cassie's on the floor. And I'm also in the CIA. Cassie just passed out. <laughs> She's on the literal floor right now. A um, 2,000 year old immortal alien CIA agent. I have to say. <laughs> That's worse than when we have talked about the immortal. We have talked about immortal vampires on this podcast. We have talked about people who think that they're werewolves. A right. two thousand year old immortal alien CIA agent. I yep. think might that's quote unquote is right at the top Wait, of the list. Is this is he related to the guy that you told that dating story about? Oh, do you remember that? Yes, the, the one with the pyramids or yes. batteries. Are you yes. talking about that guy? He might be. He might, dude. There are a lot of people like, listen, what if it's true? What if it's true? And we're like, reptilians. And then it's like, oh, um, <laughs> I don't oh, want to know. Uh, <laughs> okay. So oh, no. two weeks later, Linda dumped her fiance. They've, they've known each other for two weeks. She's like, goodbye to her fiance. She's like, I'm sorry. I met an immortal alien. Yeah. Who I- is also in the CIA. Yeah, he's I'm got a real out. job. I got to take this opportunity <laughs> up. Bye. And her like, fiance was like, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. oh, by the way, he's all that. Plus, he's also still a doctor. By the oh, way, oh, I forgot. Oh, 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 still oh. a geneticist. So he's Dr. Alien. Dr. <laughs> immortal Alien, comma, CIA <laughs> What in the resident PhD alien Esquire? What in the resident alien is going it's so on? Horrifying! No. Oh my god! So she's like, "We're getting this." She goes full on into a serious romantic relationship with Diazian. Her close friend, this guy named Steve Zachary. Um, I read a couple interviews with him where he's like, "It was like a switch flipped in her. She stopped changing her clothes. She stopped bathing." And she just started like she would like curse with people like they they were going to try to get her. It, they were like, D- is this a mental health event or what is going on? And right. She's like, No, like Diazian has told me this and Diazian told me that. And she just like was brainwashed almost immediately. Two weeks Ooh, is wow. no time. Like two weeks is no time at all. Like that is such a. Wow. Wow. Like what kind of magnetic charismatic personality right. could loop somebody in in two weeks like this. So Henning begins sending her friend Steve Zachary increasingly bizarre letters. Life ends on this planet. A letter dated August 7th, 1999 from Henning states, the reptilians are led by a queen back on the moon base. Do you know any way at all to reach Dan Aykroyd or Mel Gibson? <laughs> They are very aware of the situation and would help, I truly believe. We have a contact to Spielberg. However, he is one of them, traitor. George Bush is a full-fledged reptilian. He maintains the visage by the use of magnetic fields to create holograms. So that's a lot. Listen. There is so much to unpack right now. It's a lot. Dan Aykroyd's my favorite part so far. (laughs) Dan Aykroyd. And Mel Gibson. He's an ally. I um, 
I can see why people would be concerned and think it I is would a be mental health. I would be extremely yeah. concerned. Yeah. Especially because it happened so quickly. Yeah. That would be my first thought. Well, yeah. And I this mean, is before all the Q stuff, because right yeah. now you can find a lot of people saying stuff similar to this. But I mean, so, I would argue... In your own family. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would argue that brainwashing is a mental health yeah. Like yeah. that's a great like, point. Like 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 this is not you are not in your right mind. Like you might not have anything diagnosable, but like there like this is not your brain isn't working the way that it would work under normal circumstances. Something is not right. It's not clicking correctly. I can't imagine too how helpless you would feel if you were that person's friend. You know, if I saw one of you guys yeah. like oh, going no. into yeah. something like where I was concerned for you there's really not a lot i can fucking do well we've seen yeah. it like, we've seen we're it a lot pull, uh, like a we're gonna intervention have to, a deprogram situation yeah. but like i mean we've seen it a lot over the last like few years like when you're operating on different planes of reality there's no reasoning with people like that's what yeah, makes so it so true, difficult dude. is like if you're operating from completely different sets of facts right then there is just you what are you supposed to do like you can't do anything there's no changing someone's mind who yeah, like, believes that that's reality with it because then they, yeah. they get further entrenched in in on their so side scary. It's so scary this is this story terrifies me for so many different reasons so okay she's like telling all of her friends off people are concerned about her and then she starts telling co-workers um that they're gonna get married Cool. Despite the fact that he Great. is still not doctor, doctor alien. Please, please listen. Not, not that either of you would, but neither of you put me through this. Oh I yeah, would be. It's meet so someone much. and get married in two weeks. <laughs> no, just like, like, please, please don't join a cult or like mm. anything. Like, don't get brainwashed in a way where I'm like, I gotta try and figure out how to help you, <laughs> how to navigate this. Yeah, right? like it's so like I can't imagine being her friend. It would be so scary mm-hmm. and sad and hard. So where's Dimitri? I need to know. <laughs> is Dimitri safe? Um, Dimitri right now is still with Diazian. And actually by so no. August, they're still going back and forth about the divorce and that sort of thing. And it's, I think it's August 26th where Gurley actually finally signs her rights away to Dimitri. Mm. And in fact, the saddest part about this story, I think is that years later, like in 2013, Dimitri's uh, final adoptive mother wrote a book called Mommy Number 13. Oh, oh no. Honey, oh, no. Baby. Because by the time, it, like she had been passed and stuff, and so she wrote about that experience and how she, you know, ended up some day like telling Dimitri like who his father was and stuff. That's because, horrible. Yeah, and just the, the issues that he faced bonding of course yeah it's heartbreaking this poor so yeah because so he gets girly to sign away the rights and then what he does is he calls up an adoption agency and is like um yeah i'm gonna die of leukemia and i need somebody to take this kid you're fucking kidding me monster he like like Dimitri he, could have had a loving home yeah, with Gurley and he could have been rid of, of he the could responsibility. Have a loving home with his birth yeah, mother. Yeah. Yes. So this yes. guy tortures women out of it so badly that they're like they feel like they don't have any other choice but to just 
And this poor kid is collateral damage. Oh, this is so fucking awful. Because he's so narcissistic and selfish. Yeah, he's like, you know, I just don't want you to have it. uh, This is inconvenient for me right now. So it's just... Wow. Isn't that awful? Terrible person. Use a child as a pawn like that. Oh, man. It's so... Blah, 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 blah. Like, so finally now it's, it's September 9th. People around town see Linda Henning and Diazian hanging out along with Diazian's friend and Linda's friend, too. He was part of the UFO fan cult, Bill Miller, hanging around. One of the neighbors actually sees Diazian come back to his place. He's wearing all camo and he's put grease paint all over his arms and his face. Uh-uh, no. That's never Which is a like, frightening thing absolutely. to see when you're looking out your window. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Washing your dishes. I would never yeah. feel comfortable seeing that in any circumstance. <laughs> None. No, Even can't. on Halloween, if I'm walking down the street and I see that, I'm no. like, I, I, lock oh, your windows. No. Like, <laughs> no, no. Something not right is happening. So, and then the next morning, September 10th, 1999, it's like five minutes after Girlie's shift starts and they're like, nope, that bitch, never no. late. Never late. Uh, Ever, uh, ever, ever. These coworkers are this about to sound like, the no. alarm. Well, and also they she's know. like, yeah. Some it, this dude's gonna kill me. He keeps saying he will. So they call the police. They are immediately. They're driving over to her house. They're like, what is going on? And they're like looking, and everything looks fine at first, except for there's wet spots Mm-mm. that look like they've been cleaned, and nope. it smells of bleach. Okay. Never a good sign. No. So like, let's go talk to her estranged husband, Diazian Hassenkoff. <clears throat> they go over to this motherfucker's house. The door is wide open and it is empty of everything. Nobody's home. That's not suspicious. Nothing is in the home. At all. It is gone. It is up and left. Aliens. <laughs> exactly. So they ask neighbors. They're like, okay, do we know where this guy went? And he's like, some some of his neighbors tell him about the grease paint thing. And then they're like, and yeah, he said he was going to move to El Paso to get leukemia treatments. Oh. So they're, they are like, okay, we got to find this guy. Word is around town, you know, that he was telling people he was going to kill her. So we just got to find him and talk to him. Like, girl, he's missing by this point. But the wet spots, when they luminol, there's blood everywhere. So yeah. they're like... Uh, doesn't look good we'll just say that they finally catch up to diazian and they get out of him like that linda and bill are were like his alibi for the day before so they talk to linda meanwhile another police crew driving like out in the woods about an hour away from their house finds a tarp with what looks like children's clothes no. covered in blood. Oh, no. But because she's so, she's so small. small. Oh, that's so awful. So it took a while for all the evidence to get together. Once they're testing it, they're like, okay, the blood is definitely girlies. There's also hairs and other blood on here. There's cat hair on it. And there's also this other blood belongs to Linda Henning. Hmm. So they search Linda Henning's house and they find a giant ninja sword in the garage. Always a good sign. A ninja sword. I feel like a ninja sword has gone badly on this podcast more than once. More than once. Right. They search Bill Miller's house in the truck and they find a journal in it where he's talking about the pituitary gland and how if the subject is frightened, 
then it makes a drug strong like heroin. So that is like eerie. There's blood evidence on the sword and there's enough other circumstantial evidence that they are able without a body because they have still have never found one. Well, because there's enough blood that no one could have survived it. Right. With the blood and with the clothes and with, with everything else, there's enough random pieces of circumstantial evidence in Diazian. Well, she's gone to the police and the FBI. She did everything that she could to say like, hi, I think I'm in danger. Right. I feel like I'm in danger. I feel like I'm in danger from this person in particular. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So yeah, they charge Diazian and they charge Linda Henning with the murder. The grand jury refuses to indict Bill Miller for charges of murder, but he gets brought up on like tampering with evidence and little stuff like that after the fact like things like that like yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so diazian actually surprises everyone when he changes his plea to guilty um supposedly to avoid the death penalty um because that was definitely on the table for sure mexico um so they they they're like okay we'll let you plead out if you tell us where the body is and then he's like and i also want to go to this wyoming prison specifically what? i don't think that's how that works <laughs> they give it to him they're like you're wow. gonna plead guilty and tell us you know where the body is let's do this so he's like it's in my tummy <gasps> stop oh no i forgot you it. Yeah. yeah well he never tells them and still hasn't said so then how's he in this Wyoming? you don't get prison? to go to wyoming then no he sir. Is, he's in wyoming so no. apparently you do what you want apparently wow um, Linda decides to go forward with her trial and her main defense rests completely on Diazian testifying. His defense for her says, um, Linda was not involved at all. I had vials of her blood and I planted it there. Wait, Diazian covers for her? Yeah, Diazian covers for her. It's like she was not involved whatsoever. That feels weird for like a narcissist to be like, Oh, yeah. Interesting. No. Yeah. Okay. So he, he testifies so, for the defense. I'm so confused. He's like, I planted her blood. And she's like, yeah, yeah, he did. Because he had this other woman's blood that we were going to plant. at the. Uh, he was going to plant at the scene. But he ran out and he needed more. So I gave him blood. And that's what? I wasn't okay. involved. That doesn't she's, math. Not but they right. have so many other circumstantial evidence pieces. Like Linda bought the tarp. The cats are Linda's. Neither of the other guys have cats. And her blood is mixed in with it. So it just seems implausible to yeah. me that despite yeah, no, this all is of this. Obviously not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking fake lies. news. Yeah. So many lies. So she ends up getting 73 and a half years in okay. prison. Yeah, and bye-bye. she's in prison in New Mexico. And Bill she Miller. She didn't get that Wyoming deal, huh? No, no. She didn't go for it. She went to trial. So. Um, and Bill Miller, um, I got time served pretty much, but he, all circumstantial evidence shows that he's like a big part of this yeah, basic murder. So the last thing I'll leave you with is that apparently the prosecutor was going to push, there was a rumor of cannibalism in that like they had been telling people that they, they ate her and that's why you can't find the oh. body. And so when a cellmate asked 
Linda, like, what happened? What yeah. did you guys do? She just made an eating <gasps> gesture. No, 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 no. And that is the terrible, tragic disappearance of girly Chew Hassenkoft. I... We're not okay. No. <laughs> no. I that... need to do something a little less out there next. Deeply wow. upsetting. Love. That is, I, that is um, a lot. Um. Well, uh, I had not heard that one. No. So uh, thank you, question mark, for bringing that question to, mark, our, yeah. <laughs> to our attention. Um, wow. But yeah, oh my goodness. Like that was very intense and so sad in so yeah. many ways. Like that's <sighs> just devastating the in so people, many ways. The people that needed the system to help them that were going about it the right ways, Girly, Dimitri, it's just heartbreaking to me. I hurt that my, it's just like, I almost gave myself a headache right now, rolling my eyes. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's, it's sometimes it's really difficult. The system has to want to help you for it to, for it to work. Right. For yeah. you to be able to do the things that you need to do for the system to help you. The system has to reciprocate and sometimes it doesn't. And like, that's really sad. Yeah. Oh God. And my heart breaks for, for Dimitri as well. He had, Many opportunities to have like a, a comfortable, Happy stable ending. Life. Apparently, like he is, like he Good. has a family and he seems happily married and like Good. grown up and oh, adjusted now. So, oh, that's amazing, wow. actually. So, yeah, yeah, wow. Happy ending. That's one thing. Yeah. <sighs> well, thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, uh, genuinely, like, are you, you thanking well, her for that? She didn't tell the story she supremely. Did, did, did an incredible did, job. Yeah. Like, I mean, the yeah. storytelling was on point. But you got. You got me nightmares. You got like, <laughs> is, yeah. I cannot believe this hasn't been more widely covered. I, I mean, never I, guess, heard this. I guess it's on a bunch of different shows. I just missed never. them. I did never. I'd never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, and my family's from Albuquerque, so I'm very surprised that like I've never it was heard of this. It's a huge before. case in the early like 2000s. She went on trial in 2003. That is wow. so surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I must have been tuning that shit out. Wow. Of course, you were like, what, five? <laughs> 2003, I was 13. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, well, this feels weird for me to say, but what have you guys been watching? It's yeah. usually Christina who says it. Whew. Well, I mean, I told you guys I, was, I started Love is Blind season two. Uh, I also watched the first two episodes of Severance on Apple TV. Ooh, what is Severance that? is an office thriller starring Adam Scott and Patricia Arquette. Oh, I mean, love it. it. Sold immediately. And it is basically the idea is it's like this mid-century modern office that you're like, what is it they even do? And <laughs> Drink in order to work there, you have to have your mind severed so that at work, you only remember your work memories. And at home, you only remember your home memories. I'm going to watch this uh, tonight. I is think tonight I'm going to watch it. so Whoa. fucking good so far. I am hooked. Hooked. It's so good. I can't recommend Whoa. it more i love two both of those people too so yes. much like, adam, adam scott, scott love Ugh. him uh, we gotta formulate some kind of fmk mm. where we can like jerry rig adam scott in there because i love him and patricia mm-hmm. arquette patricia arquette is so her. fierce in this oh, show i love her too. so much oh menacing she's so menacing with me really yeah oh gosh oh, i she's love her so good in this just mm-hmm. like she has this very like ominous 
still she's good quality that. to her and she's I'm a like, little scary she's got like yeah. a scary vibe <laughs> yeah. yeah like a little bit of she's got kind of like low-key vampire vibes yeah coming yeah. from yeah. Patricia Arquette um when she has never aged right like <laughs> barely so I did mostly I've just been trying to get through the Sopranos I'm on season five of the Sopranos which is the best season so far like it's such a good season although I want to go back in time and take back every even remotely kind thing I ever said about Tony Soprano. I hate <laughs> him so much. Um, I think James Gandolfini is He's incredible. In it. incredible. He's so brilliant. A, a lesser actor, it, this character would be unwatchable. You know, like mm-hmm. James Gandolfini is incredible. Um, but I did start getting curious with uh, <gasps> Jonathan Van Ness. Yes. Yeah. So good. He's so cute. I will say like, it's it's a little young vibes, yeah, a little bit. Um, like it's the kind of thing that I would have loved to have watched. Like I feel like because <laughs> this is how old I am. Like you know when you're in school and like there's a substitute and they wheel in that yes. they wheel in that TV <laughs> the cart, yeah. the AV cart, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's a TV strapped in, yeah. Um, <laughs> that they would have us watching, getting curious with Jonathan Bennis because you do like his energy is so perfect for a show like that where I do feel like he genuinely wants to learn things. Mm -hmm. Like he puts himself out there to like learn new things and it's, it's very, very cool. His podcast is really good too. I've never listened to the podcast. Getting Curious is a really good podcast. Yeah. But the show is very cute. And I would say, especially for like younger listeners um, or, you know, kids of listeners, it's, it's a great, he's got such a good energy for that. So yes, Mm -hmm. adorable. I, um, again, another week of wild school homework, you name it. So I have been, um, what have I just, again, it's, it's called a show called secrets on Hulu mm-hmm. and it's about like secret mysteries of like, always good, always ancient good. world learning stuff. stuff. Yeah. That's, awesome. That's just, I will say every night falling asleep to that. And I wanted to shout this out because it was so good. I read the vanishing half. By oh, Britt yes. Bennett. Yeah. If you've not read that book, I I seriously read it in like a day. It's like a, you know, like 350 page book. I just like blew through it in like oh, wow. a day. It's so, so good. And they're making an HBO Max series Ooh. coming up soon. So uh, if you want to get ahead of that, you should pick that book up this Black History Month. Go for it. You got it. <laughs> well, if you have something that we should watch or read, if you've got terrible, terrible dating stories, or if you just want to reach out and say hello, go to our one-stop shop of website. It's mywarstatepodcast.com. And we love you guys so much. Cheers. Cheers. This is a Blast Box Media Podcast.